Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Pyle Corley, who is the founder of Affirmation Addict and the mobile app Affirm It. She's on a mission to serve women through the power of affirmations. We've rescheduled this episode like three or four times. I'm so glad you're finally here. Welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we jump into what I anticipate to be a really fun conversation, um, a really helpful conversation for our listeners, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Pyle and my affirmation journey, my manifestation journey started when I was 12. So my mom made us as a family sit down, watch the secret. And that very night I made my first vision board and I still have it. And ever since then, I've been always using the power of affirmations, vision boards, manifestation, and really embodying that lifestyle. My parents were super open in terms of their spirituality with us. So we got to even go to like meditation camps. We got to do all the things. I actually hated it when I was little though. (laughs) I literally, it was like, mom, don't ever send me to a meditation camp again. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have been so fun if I did it really open-mindedly. But my journey started when I was 12 and I ultimately manifested my dream job, which at the time after college was a management consultant. So getting paid to travel, doing all the things. And I was like, I'm helping other businesses. And something hit me where I was like, wow, I actually hate this. This is not in alignment. And I was searching and I was like, okay, getting back into my affirmation practice. I was like, I don't know what's next. And we were on a family trip to Thailand and I had, I was searching myself for an app that I could feel connected and feel grounded in, do my spiritual practice, do my affirmations. And none of them like were resonating with me. I was like, this is all so surface level. Mm. So that's when the idea sparked where I was like, wait, this is what I can do. And a few weeks later, I started the Instagram page of Affirmation Addict and it really took off and I'm so grateful. And then we launched the app like a year or two later. And so that's where I am today. That's kind of how my journey is, where it's at. And my biggest mission is to just empower people that you don't have to make your journey super difficult. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars for courses. You can, and that is totally okay. But if that doesn't feel accessible right now, there's other ways. Um, and you can always get even more deeper into your practice. So that's kind of where my mission is right now. Um, and I really feel like having my own business is like my own spiritual journey in itself. I'm sure you can relate. I feel like when you become an entrepreneur, your own journey begins and there's so many things to tap into, um, with limiting beliefs and mindset and everything. And so I feel like that's what you are all about. Um, so I love it. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about 
all of the things, affirmations, spirituality, business. The first thing I want to ask you is, or I want you to share on is I feel like I see a lot in the space that we're all in, like the coaching space, the mindset space. Um, there are two sides of the coin with affirmations where there are some people that like fully support it. I, I love affirmations personally. And then there are the people that say like affirmations is just a bandaid. Affirmations are just covering up. So talk to me a little bit about how you find affirmations, why you find them to be so powerful and maybe how we can use them more powerfully. Yeah, that is such a good question. I totally hear both sides. And I always start off by saying affirmations are one tool. Mm -hmm. And if they don't resonate with you, you can always shift it. The reason I feel like affirmations are so powerful, it's not necessarily like the, oh, I'm sitting down and I'm writing 10 affirmations today. To me, the reason and my interpretation of affirmations is every single thought, every single word, everything that we are directing our attention to is a form of affirmation and being more mindful in that sense feels really good to me. So working on are the words that are coming out of my mouth when I'm watching a TV show, are they nice? Or am I being really judgmental about those people? Mm -hmm. Not only necessarily related to whatever my next manifestation is. And so that is my interpretation of how affirmations can be so healing, but I do see the side where it can be a bandaid for people where some people just say five affirmations are like, okay, I did my work. But when you, and this goes for anything, when you're doing it just for the sake of it, same with gratitude, right? When you're saying, I'm so thankful for my house and you're not actually that thankful, it's not really going to be doing much. It's just like a little mind trick we're playing with ourselves. So to me, in order to make your affirmations really powerful and effective is give yourself permission to get uncomfortable. So do the things that you're like, oh, that feels a little weird. That feels a little uncomfortable. See how it goes and give it a chance. And if it's not for you, try something else. I always say you don't have to say your affirmations out loud. It can be as simple as reading through them. It can be as simple as just writing 10 of them down every morning. That's actually what my personal practice, my most consistent personal practice is, is I will write down about 10 to 12 different affirmations every day. That is what makes me feel so connected. I'm like, I did at least one little thing for myself. If the rest of my day, I don't sit and meditate, that's okay. But that's just me. You know what I mean? And so I really think finding different ways of working with those um, in a way that resonates with you. Because firmly, I believe that words have energy, words carry energy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I really get excited about affirmations is like the energy of words and how we're using that energy to create our future reality. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I like, I think any aspect of our spiritual practice, it has to resonate with us, right? We have to connect with the practice itself. But something you said that I'm wondering if I'm listening to this as a listener, if I was a listener, I would be thinking like, um, give me an example of some affirmations, because I think that can be confusing too. Like what is like, what are some of your affirmations that you use and how can we come up with our own? Yeah, absolutely. So affirmations can be anything, any statement. And the biggest things that you want to keep in mind, you want to try. I don't want, I don't like putting restrictions because sometimes people doesn't resonate with that. Right. So firstly, your ideal is to put it in the present tense. That's the biggest one is you want to do present tense because when it comes to time, when it comes to energy, the present is all we have. So that's by present tense. Number two is focus on the things that you want more than what you don't want. So example, if we are talking about manifesting our dream client, right? You don't want to say, 
your affirmation should not be, I don't want a client who doesn't want to pay me. That's a lot of you're focusing on what you don't want. What your goal should be is like, I am calling in clients who love paying me. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference, right? We're not focusing on the things that they don't want to do. All we're doing is we're taking out the no's, we're taking out the don'ts and cannots, and we're trying our best to focus on what we want to to call in Mm -hmm. because our subconscious mind going a little granular, our subconscious, which is what taps into our affirmations, our subconscious doesn't understand. No, it doesn't understand. Cannot it just doesn't have that conceptualization. Our subconscious takes everything as truth. And so we're actually going backwards in a way. If we're saying, I don't want rude clients. I don't want people who are unappreciative. We're actually calling that in super unintentionally. And the reason why I get so excited about affirmations is because when you think about our society's language, that's how we talk. We talk a lot about what we don't want, even though our intention is to notice the good. The words we use, at least in America, I've noticed is a lot about what the things that we don't like, what we don't want. So it's like in that lifestyle, can you just switch and be like, oh, actually, this is what I do like. This is what I want to call in. And that's the simple shift. So those are the two components of building your affirmation. And some affirmations in my business that I use is my business is always expanding. My business feels light and approachable. And then I always say, I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of self-doubt. So Mm -hmm. I say stuff for me, like I am a capable entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I am proud of the business I've created and I am more than enough as a business owner and really just tapping into those things that slightly trigger you, but you're like, actually, that would be really nice if I did fully believe that. And the last misconception I want to tap on is it's okay if you don't fully believe in your affirmations yet. Um, The affirmations are meant to help you create that belief and belief is created through repetition. So don't be too hard on yourself if you're like, wow, I really feel like this is false. Either shift your affirmation to feel a little less false, or you can even add, I'm in the process of believing to the beginning of any affirmation. So I'm in the process of believing that I am a capable entrepreneur and just giving yourself, be kind to yourself through the journey. Don't be too hard on yourself. We have enough things that we're dealing with. We don't need to add them to our own list. Yeah. Agreed. And I think one thing I'll add, and I'm curious if you agree is to not only keep it in the present, but to say it as if it already exists. So like, rather than I'm calling in and Again, there's no right or wrong, but I know for me, when I practice, I always try to practice rather than I am calling in clients that pay me, that pay me, I might say, I have many clients that pay me. Yes. That is a good distinction. Yeah. And I think that similarly goes along the lines of like, if that feels super hard to believe, Mm -hmm. then add that I'm calling in. But if you feel good about saying, I have these clients, that is the most potent thing you can do. That's the power of present tense. Cause I am calling in is, oh, it's going to happen. That is technically future tense. So yeah, that's a great distinction. Yeah. So you told us that you wrote down, you write down your affirmations in the morning And it sounds like you have a pretty strong spiritual practice. So can you tell me a little bit what that spiritual practice looks like? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I have this thing where for me, your spiritual practice does not need to look the same every day, similar to morning routine, similar to nighttime routine. It's more so what components of a spiritual practice feel good to you Mm -hmm. and how many of those can you try and do in a way that feels not overwhelming. So for me, my spiritual practice, that's actually the reason I created my app. Um, not to shameless plug it, but kind of it's, helps me kind of ground in and do a lot of those things together. So it helps me like do my affirmations. I can read through them. If I'm in a rush, I can read through them if I can't sit down and write. So for me, my spiritual practice includes writing down affirmations or reading them, listening to kind of an audio or meditating. So it's like either listening to a guided meditation or visualization or just sitting there and quietly meditating. Um, It's just sometimes I can't, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I can't meditate. So I need support. So I will listen to my own guided affirmations or somebody else's. And then the third thing for me that's super important is always journaling, Um, whether that's writing down those affirmations or whether that's releasing some limiting beliefs or doing a little bit of reprogramming work, any sort of journaling, I feel like. I feel like it's like a pathway to your higher self. Um, So I love journaling. Um, So those are my three main components that are very obvious. And other things that I consider part of my spiritual practice is like taking it slow and having a nice cup of cacao or tea. Like that makes me feel so happy. And when I do that, I'm like, I did something for myself. And so that's part of it. And then movement is the other part, like moving my body and whether that's going to a workout class or just intuitively moving your body to music, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. So all of those different elements. So it doesn't sound overwhelming is what I call like the five aspects of ourself. So that's your physical self, your mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual. So my goal, I don't always do this is to try and do one thing for each of those aspects of me every day. And a lot of those become what's in the app, but a lot of those are physical things that you can't digitalize. So making yourself cacao or moving your body. So I really feel like that's the most holistic way to approach a spiritual practice. I love those, those five elements. I feel like that's helpful for me too, because so often I think when we think about a spiritual practice or even just like nurturing ourselves or having some sort of routine that feels good for us, it can feel like you were saying, just like overwhelming. And I like the idea of being like, okay, here are the five pieces. How can I do each of those in a way that feels really good today? Even if it's as simple as like for me moving my body, I love stretching. Sometimes I'll just sit and stretch, like even just for three minutes, it just feels so good. Like doesn't have to be a long walk or a workout or dancing. Like there's so much focus on like embodied dance and movement right now. And that's super cool, but it's like not necessary. And so I like that you can kind of simplify it with that. Exactly. And I think that's the hardest part is like, it's like, oh, do I have to do all of this every day? I don't have time for that. And that's where it's Mm -hmm. like, it literally like on average, my spiritual practice often is like six minutes. Like sometimes that's all I get. And that's all I actually can hold space for, which I personally want that to be longer, but I'm not even a mom. I don't have kids. Like a lot of you are probably much actually busier and have true other responsibilities than (laughs) I do. So I get it. If it can only be a few minutes a day. And that's why literally inside of the app, I started building in spiritual practices that you can just go through. You'll do affirmations with me. You take one or two deep breaths. And maybe that's the only meditation you do is take one deep breath. Like 
So I've built those in there because that helps me too. It's like, you know what? At least I did something and that's all I can do. And I'm honored that I got to do that. So being proud that you got to do it rather than like, oh, I just did a little bit and it's not enough, but it's better than nothing. So just again, once again, that shift of word play mm-hmm. can be really helpful. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful point that you just made, like give yourself grace. Like it's like when you're meditating and you're like, I'm doing this wrong. It's like, you're, it's not possible. You know, it's, you're doing it right by just being there. And so the reminder to give yourself grace in those moments when you want to criticize yourself for not doing enough or not doing it well enough. Yeah. And actually I love that you mentioned that the whole, I'm not doing it right. And that you're not doing it wrong. Cause one thing I recently just started learning a lot of people, a lot of meditation teachers will say, Hey, like 15 minutes of meditation a day. And when you really talk to them, you start to hear where they're like, you're going to sit down for 15 minutes, but the true time you're meditating is maybe a minute Mm -hmm. or maybe 30 seconds. And that's a lot. And it's very, I think validating when they say that, because you're like, Oh, like it does the whole idea of just sitting and trying is part of it. And I think that's something that I think is now becoming more and more common to understand. But initially that was so intimidating. Like I can't even sit in silence for five minutes, let alone 15, you know? So it's like just sitting, even if you're fidgeting, that's okay. Like you're trying, that's part of the process. Yeah. Coming to the practice, showing up for yourself in the practice, whatever that is, that is it. That is the exactly. thing. And that if you is it. it for five minutes, great. Then bonus points that you get, you know, some, it's going to support your brain and the way that you feel right. all day. But simply showing up is that is the practice over and over and over again. Exactly. And that goes to all of the little manifestation techniques there are that goes for the affirmations. Mm-hmm. No one is asking you to believe in them hundred percent. No one's asking you. I mean, people do ask you, but it's not the most important aspect to say it like you mean it. Like mm-hmm. maybe you don't mean it yet. And that's why you're practicing. And that's okay. I feel like a lot of people put that pressure on affirming and manifesting with conviction, but it's like, the whole point of that is to help you feel that conviction from the inside out. So even whenever you're visualizing, it's okay if you don't see images, you might have a different way of visualizing. So there's a lot of ways that you are probably doing it right, but you're doubting yourself. And our invitation, I think both of us is to say, don't be so hard on yourself because you are doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me how all of this works into your business. And, and what you do and the success you've seen and how you feel. Yeah. How does it all play together? Like all the energetics of business, because that is like my low key favorite topic. Yes. Let's dive. Okay. In. <laughs> I love that. I never taught, or I don't get to talk that much about the energetics of business, but I have such a deep belief that, okay, we all know everything is energy, but I feel like as entrepreneurs, we forget that like our business is an extension of our own energy and our business is responding to our energy. And so the biggest thing I have noticed is anything I'm doing in a business, whether it's I'm hiring a team member, whether I'm making a social media post, whether I am making a business decision, it's to observe and work with my energy first. Because if I'm doing it from a state of lack, if I'm maybe I'm launching a course and guilty of this, all of my course launches when I made them at first were all in order to help me get cash flow because I was developing the app. So that's why I needed the cash flow. 
So my entire intention or base intention was to get money. And that really comes from a state of lack. And so sure they did well, but they weren't that well either. Like my course launches didn't go as well. And that was because my energy was that of desperation and lack rather than I feel so good about this course content and how it's going to help people. And that was a big realization that I had when I first started my business was like, oh my gosh, the business really responds to your energy. So you need to really show up in a way. And I always am working on this in a way that makes you feel lit up. And it's okay if that changes. Like it used to be courses for me. And literally this week I'm putting all my courses on sale and I'm never going to launch them again because I was like, Everyone on my team was telling me, well, pile, it's already there. Like you don't, don't just throw it away. And I kept it for so long. And I'm like, I'm literally just holding on to an old version of myself to old energy and you need to let go. And it's very easy as an entrepreneur to be like, well, I've spent so much money in those courses to hire people or for marketing or whatever you did. And if you're shifting or you're, you've grown out of it, we need to allow our businesses to truly grow out of it also, rather than trying to hold on to it just because it makes logical sense. So for me, it's like logic and energy sometimes don't always make the most sense together. And you have to pick one. I always try to pick energy. doesn't always happen. Sometimes I get scared and I feel my lack and I feel logic, but every time I can say this, Every time I've gone through with an energy move, it's always paid off, not only monetarily, but also like soulfully, like I feel more fulfilled Mm -hmm. and I feel more aligned and more in my purpose. And to me, that's actually priceless. Like, I think that is the true thing we're all seeking is to feel in total alignment. So I really love how business is such a spiritual journey. I think it is the biggest thing. And I have a few one-on-one clients who we talk through this and it's so beautiful once they have that realization of like, wow, how much of the stuff I was, I, I was doing, I didn't apply any of it to my business. I just applied it to me, but it's like, no, your business is its own living, breathing entity. It's an energetic entity. You can talk to it. You can say affirmations to it. Like it's beautiful. I love it. I don't know. What do you think about all this? I, I love everything you're saying. And it's actually something that's been on my mind a lot with the membership that I run and thinking about like wanting to put a high ticket offer out there. And the, the membership started as a membership two years ago and it was really successful. And then I stopped it. And then I started it as then my husband and I picked it up as a course, but it was like the course very much was coming from that place of lack, like same as you. It was like, we wanted to find a way to make more money. Um, And so it's kind of been since then, it's now back to a membership, but it's just like this constant conversation that he and I are having about like, how do I find the balance between creating something from a space of um, really great energy and like really desiring to put something out there. That's really wonderful. But also knowing that we need to make money to live our life. And so I'm actually curious, what do you think in terms of like, cause there are probably people thinking like, as my husband says, like, okay, great. But like, we need to make money. Yeah. You know? Like ultimately. Yeah. How do you find that balance? I love this because I think over the past like six months, this has been the biggest thing I've been thinking about. Cause I'm like, I have spent so much money in building the app the way it is, as well as all the courses and everything. And I kid you not, like in about two weeks, all of that is changing as if I'm starting from scratch. And I'm so scared 
but it's like all of that was a version of me and holding on to that is not going to serve me. Mm. And I've tried holding on to it and I've pushed through for like a year and you'll notice your business will respond financially. So if your business isn't where you want it to be, maybe you're taking a loan out. Maybe you aren't bringing in the income you need, not even want like need you're unable to literally sustain it. Most of the time, the reason that's happening is because there's a lack of inner alignment at some point and not to put all that pressure on you, but to actually empower you to notice that our energy is that potent. The moment you can step into alignment, the moment your business will also respond. And so what I encourage you to do is take a step back because our business, first, we normally start it as like a passion and it starts doing really well. Then it becomes like a business. And then that passion kind of dwindles down a little bit. And my invitation for you is to one step back into that passion place. What lights you up about your business? Don't do what all the podcasts are saying. Don't do what all of the people on your team are even saying, because ultimately you are the business owner. You really have to separate all the noise from what your heart and your inner alignment is saying. And most of the time it feels like the most backwards thing you can do. For example, for me, my backwards thing I'm doing is I spent lots, like lots and lots, lots of money building my app the way I did from scratch, having my own developers. And I'm like, I just had this intuition where I was like, I need to move it to a white label. I need to move it. I need to redevelop it basically. But ultimately it's rebuilding the app from scratch. People might not even like it, but I know I need that from all these beliefs that are building up. And so those changes might feel so scary because you're like, well, did I just waste hundreds of thousands of dollars? Did I just waste three years of time? No, because you wouldn't have gotten to that point without making those decisions. And so giving yourself the chance in those moments to be like, what am I doing that feels out of alignment? And what am I doing that feels in alignment? And in order to just point blank, let's talk about manifesting money. Money is an energy, right? We all have heard that. I'm sure by this point, money is an energy. And what that really means is the way you're thinking about money, the way you're talking about money, it's responding. My favorite way to understand this is if money was a person, like a best friend in your life and heard the conversations you were having about it, would it want to hang out with you? Most of the time, no. When we talk about money, we're having those serious conversations with our significant others who are like, you need to make money or you're stressing when you're looking at your bank account. So that's where you can tangibly start to shift your money relationship. And I know this is going to sound really unnecessary and really hard, but it's what if you take money out of the equation? What would be different? Would your days be different? Would your products be different if money wasn't like a lot of us try and sell a thousand dollar offer because it's a quick way to make money, but you're going to spend so much effort doing that. And does that actually feel aligned with you? Does that feel right? And there's a lot of reprogramming to do around what money feels like versus what we want money to do in our life. And that is my number one tip for you is ask yourself what the energy of money feels like to you and see how you can tap into that from an inner state of being feelings only not the cash, just feelings. So that's like my tangible tips on, okay, you're actually struggling. That's fine. I fully support you. And I don't want you to think I'm just saying, forget all your problems. But if you're really struggling, just take a moment, take an hour and be like, what in my business feels in alignment and what feels out of alignment? And 
look at your relationship with money. And I kid you not, when you start to shift, it happens really instantaneously. It can happen very fast. You just have to be committed to the shift. And so I'm not saying like you shift and you're going to have a thousand clients. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you'll start to notice small shifts. And when you notice those small shifts, that becomes like fuel to the fire where you get more and more inspired. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope that made sense. Yes, it's super helpful. And I feel like what's coming to me is also the idea that it can happen over time. Like you don't have to just like, it's like, oh, one day, poof, this is all gone. Like you've been preparing to let go of these things and to make this shift for a while. And I feel like I'm finding myself too, like shifting into what I feel passionate about in my business and starting to pick more and more of that up. And so, you know, ultimately then one day I'm really fully in the space that I want to be in, in terms of what I want to do in my business, in my case, who I want to work with. Um, and so I think for listeners, I want to remind you, like, this is like, like any other part of your healing journey, your personal development journey, like it's ongoing and you don't have to like make a decision right now and walk away. It's more like, I think the invitation is like, just start dipping your toe in there, you know, like just Mm -hmm. start, like, I love what you said about taking money out of the equation. I love doing that in terms of like really allowing myself to like open my imagination and think about like what I really, really want. Like if money didn't matter, if it didn't, if I didn't need to worry about making any money and I could do anything I want, what would that thing be? And like, just letting yourself play in that space where you just like release the burden of money, because I know it can often feel that way and feel that lightness. And then like, what comes up and then how can we maybe start moving toward that? Exactly. I love that. I think you said that beautifully because it really ultimately comes down to like money is just a means of exchange. And we have so much tapped onto money. We have so many of our self-worth and our levels of success and our feelings of safety tied to it, where it doesn't have to be tied to money. It can be tied to just trusting yourself to handle whatever comes your way. Um, and that's what I'm personally working on all the time is feeling more and more and more safe and secure just with me, nothing else. You know, I think that's such a weight. A lot of people, when they think of money, they think of freedom. They're like, oh, if I have a lot of money, I'll feel free. Well, it's like, okay, now how can you create that feeling of freedom now? And that's truly how you can manifest not only more freedom, but also that actually influx of money because you are vibrating at that same level at that point. So it's always a little bit of a backwards way. It's like working backwards in a math problem, but it works and it helps. And it you're ultimately taking your power back is what I think is the coolest part. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, I love everything that you shared. I feel like it's making me think about stuff. I know it's getting the listeners thinking. Um, as we wrap up our conversation here, um, I'm wondering what if there's one thing that you want to make sure listeners leave, if they remember nothing else but this, what do you want? What would that be? Ooh, my thing that I hope you can take away. I know we didn't touch on this, but instead of thinking of manifestation and affirmations and all of this spirituality as like a quick fix, I invite you to think about it as a lifestyle. How can you be that energy? How can you have that constant motivation to just feel a little bit better? And that's more than enough. That is the journey. So that's what I hope you can take away is to release the pressure of 
getting a result and actually just living this journey. Um, I hope that makes sense. It makes so much sense. And I feel like that's so powerful. I love, love, love that. Um, let's shift gears here. What are you getting intentional about right now? Ooh, I am getting intentional about slowing down. So I recently went on on a super out of my comfort zone trip with my in-laws. So it was my husband and his parents and we went on like a whitewater rafting trip and it was totally off the grid whitewater rafting, like very outdoorsy. I'm not the most outdoorsy person, (laughs) but it actually challenged me. Um, also I'm so guilty of this where I'm like, Oh, I love nature, but it's like, I was like nervous to camp in nature for four days. And I was nervous to be in nature completely in the elements for four days. So that's actually what I'm seriously getting intentional about is having a less woo-woo approach and a less surface level approach to nature and really learning how to live with nature. Like I'm have a secret obsession with like foraging and Mm -hmm. living off the land. And I never do any of it because I'm in Arizona, but it like inspires me so much. So I don't know, for me, it's like truly living with nature and embodying nature, actually not just like hypothetically and going on a walk in my park, but like, how do I get really in the elements? Because that trip was so inspiring for me in that way. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm calling myself out. I call myself someone who loves nature, but here I am. Like I am not truly a nature person. Everyone else I was with was more naturey times a hundred than I was. So that's what I'm getting <laughs> about is being more in nature and immersed. I love that. And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? For me, um, my Instagram is a great place to connect. It's at Affirmation Addict. And then also my app is a great way to just get to know me. And we're releasing new features. So you actually have access to me, which I'm excited about. Um, So those are the two best places to connect. And then from there, I'm sure you'll learn about all the other offerings and stuff we have. That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for being here. I love this conversation so much. Thank you. I had such a great time. And thank you to all the listeners who stayed till the end. I appreciate you a lot. Yes. And we will catch you all on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.